a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. It's over. Crawford's Field wrap-up. Here it is. Better late than never, right? Uh, we're going to get into this with JT and Weege. Talk about Crawfordsville. Talk about everything that happened. But first up, Fly Racing, they've doubled down on their effort to produce the best performance MX and off-road products. The Formula Helmet redefined expectations in protection, ventilation, and weight. The new 2020 Vector Graphic is arriving now and can be seen on Fly Athletes Worldwide, like Osborne, on Team USA at the Motocross Nations. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for making this podcast happen on RacerX Online. Max's Tires, MXST, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro and Supercross. I'm sure AJ will be using them again next year. So uh, the IT tire is coming out soon from the folks at Max's. Light truck, trailer, mountain bike tires, Max's.com will have you covered. Thanks to those guys. And Alpine Stars, Tech 7, boot, boot of choice for myself. The Tech 10 is the most advanced boot in motocross today. It's on the feet of most of the racers out there, as you'll see. Uh, so Eli, uh, Eli Tomac, Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson, and, and so on and so forth. Where Alpine Stars. The A4 chest protector, the A1 chest protector, all quality products from the folks at Alpine Star. So thanks to those companies for making it happen. Thanks for you people for putting up with this podcast being late. Let's dive into it with JT and Weege. All right, everybody. As uh, promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, the Indiana Ironman MX review, a couple days late, but better late than never is what I say. First up on the line, one of the men who... Uh, Push this podcast back. Uh, he's the voice of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's the voice of Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of Enduro Cross. He's the voice of Flat Track. He's the voice of GNCC. He's the voice of Quad Racing. And he's now the voice of some sort of truck racing, the Jason Wygant. Yeah, that's right. And it is my fault. I will take blame for this one. Uh, had a bit of a blowout at my house Sunday night, end of the season, with one of my buddies from JGR, our guy Johnny O, suspension man. And, uh, I mean, we could have maybe pushed this pod back to like one in the morning Sunday. I would have been willing and certainly ready, but I don't think that really jives. So here we are. Uh, also on the line, another man responsible for this podcast being a couple of days late. Not uh, true. Coming back from uh, Sweden, it's uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. That's not true. What do you mean? That's not true. We couldn't when do did it. I push? When did I push it back? Uh, we could not do it Sunday uh, night until a certain time, uh, not our usual time, because you were not landing. The normal until time. Then. No. You the can. absolute normal time. Yes, it was 4 a.m. That would be 4 a.m. Uh, in Sweden. And I said, yes, I can do it. I'll be at the airport. <clears throat> but uh, that did not work for you guys. You said you could do it at Sunday at 5 o'clock. No. I, if you want me to screenshot the text, because Weege had something going on Sunday night. Yeah. So okay. he couldn't do it at the normal time. Uh, okay. Then uh, Monday morning, uh, you could not do it until... Monday morning, that is correct. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So you pushed it back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, I was here the whole time. Volume up now. Can you do that? What's that? JT's not very loud on my side. I don't know okay. about for you. And I don't know. So, JT's got people talking in the background also. So here we go. All right. He sounds fine. He sounds uh, all right. Okay. So everybody's responsible except for me. I was here willing and able to do it. That's why everybody know that. Um, why can't? First of all, my wife showed me a photo from your wife's Facebook where you're hugging a llama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you? I thought you were anti-animals. Oh, I am. Yeah, but there are you, you couldn't see in the photo the knife I was holding in the back. Oh, so you're hugging a llama? Well, Just... I mean, it was uh, my in-laws' church group, and uh, sometimes you got to do the right thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why, uh, JT, I'll hey, fo- hey, I'll... Now, yesterday was National Dog Day, and I'm still nine years into having children, and I still don't celebrate it because I still don't have one. Yeah. I'm still fighting the good fight. Okay, <laughs> you are good point. Yeah, yeah. you are. Uh, all right, Crawfordsville, Indiana. We're going to talk to JT, too, a little bit about his Sweden trip and, and seeing hurlings and how happy that must have made you, JT, to see hurlings on a motorcycle again. But um, first of all, Indiana, was that first 450 moto the best moto of the year, JT? That's a big ask. Um, best moto of the year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if anything else jumps out at me, but uh, – Sure, why not? Let's let's go with it because I I can't think of anything else. So damn good moto, and I can't believe and I can't believe Marv passed both those guys. Great job, Marv. It was strong. Um, I think he kind of snuck up on them. They were they were concerned with themselves most of the day and on the podium. They were concerned with themselves drinking Coors Light, uh, and I think Marv just kind of stalked them and snuck attacked both of them. I don't think Kenny was really thinking about Marv at all. I think he was worried about Eli. Yeah. And uh, I think that allowed Marvin to sit back and kind of figure out both of their lines and their strengths and weaknesses. And then, yeah, he just blitzed them both all at once. Like, he just kind of picked his time. And, I mean, it was surprising. I didn't see that coming at all. But neither of them were able to respond. Yeah, Eli told me that he kind of knew one line that Marv had better than him. And he was going to switch to that line. And the lap he was going to switch to that line, Marv got him in that line. And he was like, no! Oops, I waited too long. So, yeah, I think you're right. Marv was able to see both guys' lines and, and then try, try inside, try outsides, because it was not a universal love for the track, Wygant, from guys. I expected, oh, really? Yeah, I expected universal love. Didn't get that. Wow. Really? You think oh, so? yeah, me I too, because it finally wasn't great. muddy. Uh, I didn't talk to any riders, like, specifically on the like this race. It was more like season stuff, so I never really get into that, but yeah, I'm surprised to hear that, but I hadn't heard it myself only because yeah. I didn't ask. Because we, yeah. we had a dry track, and I really I like this track. I think it's great, and it was finally dry, and I expected guys to be like, it's awesome, it's awesome, because really? in, in past muddy years, guys have been like, I, can't, I hope it's dry one day. It's really good. It looks muddy to dry. me still. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's so ruddy down. I mean, ruts down straightaways and stuff. Like yeah. that's indicative of mud. Yeah, I think. I think. Did you not see it on Friday? How muddy it was? I just don't think that. Yeah, they might have got some rain or or whatever. Yeah, of but, course they did. You know, I mean, it was it, really wet on Friday. Yeah, yeah. It just. I don't know. It wasn't universal love. So um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt that at all. Watching the race on on TV, I could understand why they wouldn't like it. But some guys liked it. Alex Martin told me it might have been the best track in the series. <laughs> He also told you that it's like Millville, which is not like Millville at all. What's that, Weege? What's the problem, JT, from your perspective? Uh, Ruts down straightaways and stuff aren't that much fun. I don't think guys enjoy coming out of a turn in a rut and going down a straightaway in a rut and then going into another rut through sections. I I don't think they love that. Um, Yeah, well, 
Anyways, uh, good job by Marv Wygant. Great work. Yeah, it was one of the best motos you could ever ask for. Uh, you know, I think the only reason we're not ranting and raving because it didn't, you know, it's one of the few motos we've seen the last few years where the title completely had no effect. Uh, you know, if that was going on and it was the middle of a championship, maybe that would have elevated it to 11. But as far as pure racing, yeah, that was unbelievable. I mean, look how close they were at the finish. And I agree. I don't think, and we've said this before, I don't think there's a lot of times Marv wins races, but a lot of times where you can clearly say he just beat those other two straight up. Um, but he did. You know, whether Tomac just didn't have the right line at the right time. And bottom line is he was behind them. He inched up. He passed them both. Uh, that's got to be one of Marv's best runs ever to do that. And, and and he was so good that Osborne, JT, just decided to take him out in his first first mo- second moto. Just, that was it. Just decided, like, I, I'm going to take this guy down. You've been reading message boards too much. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, I did get I, – I did. I was all over Vital this morning. and No, it was a racing incident. It was 100% a racing incident. Too bad for Marv. He, he came in there hot, and, and Zach was in front. Zach had controlled the turn, you know, so – uh, oh, and from the outside, what yeah. do you? How are you ever going to take somebody out from the outside? Yeah, it. Uh, it's too bad. I wonder. I, Marv might be hurt though. Like for reals. I, have anybody heard? Weege? Anybody? Anyone you heard? I haven't. Yeah. Didn't look good though. No, I don't like the way that looked at all. No, not at all. Like obviously, usually uh, I always try to gauge it by a rider's initial reaction. If they look for their bike, that's a that's a good sign. If they are looking for a way to exit the track and drag themselves off of it, that's a really bad sign. <laughs> What so, about Forkner Supercross track or Supercross crash? That was a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, well, it just it it's really instinctive with yeah. that, like injury wise. So um, I just always try to. That's my first initial because guys know their bodies really well, and if something's really wrong, they're not trying to find their bike. Every other instance, especially in a race, mm-hmm. they're going to try to find their bike first. And he didn't look like he wanted anything to do with anything other than the side of the track. So Tomac goes three one. Uh, second moto, uh, another good dice, uh, stocked Kenny, got by him. Uh, Zach ends up getting by Kenny as well. But Roxon, because of Marv's crash, Roxon gets second overall in the series. So a little bit of money there involved for Kenny. I'm sure he was stoked on that. Poor Marv. Um, what did you see in that second moto, Wygant? Yeah, I really thought because of the temperature that maybe Roxon was just going to have it uh, on this day. He was definitely fast in practice again and early in the motos as usual. So I thought, okay, you know, it's really only 70 degrees here. Maybe that's all he needs. He rode well. It was certainly better than some of the other rounds where he's just completely and totally lost it. But uh, he did get beat in the end. So, I mean, I was starting to think, oh, if it's under 75 degrees, Kenny will win. But we've now seen that that's not necessarily (laughs) – he's closer to winning. But it is not stamp it level uh, also. No. But I do know that, yes, the second place – and, Steve, you've had many conversations with riders saying they don't care. Uh, I think the, the most legendary one, I think, was maybe Weimer and Shorty for fifth one year. Yeah. yeah, that, that out, trying, out not caring each other. Trying to get the hype going for that year. Nothing at all. Nothing. Right. Um, yeah, there was money on the line for both Roxon and Marv, and they both wanted it. So, yeah, that had to make it even worse yep. for Marv. Tomax, JT Tomax, third title in a row. Um his most impressive, I think, just controlled it the whole way. Didn't have any issues with DNFs. Didn't have any really bad starts. There was Florida. There was he- Unadilla slash fence post gate. But really, Florida's fine. Yeah, Florida's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I just felt like this year he was just – there was no there was less balls out rides 
and more in control. There was some of them, of course, but I just felt like he was the best guy all year. Out of his three titles, I don't know why, but this one just felt never in doubt. Yeah, there was less variance. He still had some weird weird rides like you guys are yeah. in Florida. That's the one that's a little strange to me, but it wasn't as bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was clearly the best guy, you know, given Roxon's inconsistency. So, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there was a time during the series where I was like, eh, I don't know if he's going to win this, which in other years I did. I thought Marvin might get on a run. Um, yeah, I, I had, you know, Blake had the red plate at one point a couple years ago. So there was always – in other years, times when I was kind of questioning it, uh, even Jason Anderson at Glen Helen was amazing, and uh, you know, two years ago. So, uh, yeah, it was it was his most convincing. Was it was it Ricky Carmichael level? No. Uh, was it Ken Roxon level 2015? No. But it was Eli's most convincing title. I'll give him that. Um, I felt like Davey was on the Pulp Show last night, and I said the same thing kind of to him, and he said, "Well, Roxon won the first round and, and the third round," and I know that. But we we just all of us were like he's got a virus. What's it going to do when it gets hot? He we saw him in Supercross. Like I know Kenny won two out of the first four, but I just I think all of us were like, yeah, let's just see. And we were proven right in the end for the most part. Yeah, we knew that that Florida race was going to tell the story, and it it absolutely did. Like you had to not get too hyped up. If Kenny won that race in Florida, then all bets are off. Mm-hmm. But until we got there, we didn't know, and then we did know. I actually feel that last year Tomac was better. Look, he had a DNF. But if you look at the results, I don't think he had, besides that race at Redbud, I don't think he was off the podium in any moto. Uh, I think riding-wise, he might have been a, a – the gap between him and the other guys might have been bigger last year. But what's more impressive to me here is that it's clear now that he totally knows how to manage this. Uh, where I think that might have been a weakness in previous years. This looks much more repeatable. Like, even if I'm not a level ahead of everybody yeah. every week, even if I don't just automatically have the speed, I'll still get it done, he, which I think was the case this year. Uh, his second yeah. moto at Red Buddy was off the podium, and then the last moto of the year he was off the podium, and that was it. Right, so yeah. the DNF moto, the moto right after that. He was rattled. And then the right. moto where he was just trying to not crash to clinch the title were the right. only off-the-podium motos yeah. last year. Right. But this year he proved if he shows up and he's not automatically faster, he's still going to win the title anyway, which to me is uh, even scarier because it's like he could he could just do this on repeat for a long time. Uh, and it's already three in a row. Osborne, third overall, wins a moto this year. I felt like his Indiana, uh, he fell in the first moto. Um, second moto, rode up to get second. He pulled a little bit of a Marv in the second moto. He didn't complete the job like Marv did in the first one, but he hung back there. Hung back there, and and I thought, you know, sometimes this year Osborne's first lap stuff hasn't been great. He's been blitzed and dropped a little bit, and he looked like that early on. They got maybe a three seconds on him, but but then he got back in and reeled those guys in and and hung with them. So good job for Osborne, five two overall, uh, five two on the day, third overall. JT, it was a good day for for Zacho. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I think he's probably a little bummed he didn't get an overall win on the season. Yeah. Uh, surely the sternum shoulder injury um, kind of derailed him or took the wind out of his sails because I think he was on track, right? He won that second moto or the first moto? Second moto. At Southwick. Second moto at Southwick. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we all talked to him quite a bit and we know how excited he was and, and where his confidence level was. And then he just took this giant step back. So um, still a, a really good 
second half of the outdoor series. And yeah, yeah he, uh, the biggest thing is he just needs to, he needs to stay healthy. He needs to come into Supercross healthy and, uh, you know, avoid these untimely crashes. I guess they're never timely, but just, you know, you can't miss a round here and there and expect to be championship relevant. Avoid the timely crashes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, avoid any crashes. Yeah, How about that? exactly. Uh, Weege, um, I didn't watch the press conference, but Zacho dropped the just show up. For the Disnations? Uh, for the, yeah, the Disnations press Oh, the press call. Okay, Disnations. <laughs> yeah. So, and, so if anybody's been yeah, listening okay. to our live show, uh, you know, we've been talking about the Disnations. Zach's on the team, obviously. And Wygant just says, like, oh, you know, JT's all depressed and usual. And why we suck and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, America, you know, all the things that have been going on with America's Disnations effort. And Weeds, you've been yelling, just show up. Just show up. Anything can happen. You never know. Yeah, just not show up. USA, USA. It's right. just show up. Just show just up. Just show up. Um, and uh, so I guess Osborne dropped that in the press conference and looked he, at you. He did. He did. Uh, he did throw it in there and quite coyly, quite slyly, like it, it was completely within the regular thoughts he was explaining. Uh, you know, like, hey, maybe we're not the favorites, but I feel like we're going to do better than people think. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we just need if, if we just show up and put our best foot forward. Um <laughs> Those donations press conferences are usually pretty lame, yeah. but I got swept up in it this year. Oh, Be- swept up why. in it. <laughs> I, I did. I, I'm, I'm much more confident or, or fired up or whatever because we were all at Red Bud last year. I know the team, they didn't ride well, but there were other things that were inexcusable. You know, the gate yeah. picks, the lifting the muddy wheel, all that, right? Yeah. The three guys, especially Zacho, to me said the right things about they didn't throw anybody into the bus. But I think you could sense that they're aware that some things need to change and they've put some p- pieces in place to try to at least give themselves the best chance. To me, that was more frustrating last year. The sucky riding, that's Whatever, bad. Right. But, but like Barsha not taking that gate in the last moto is just inexcusable. Like at least give yourself the best chance. So going over early, they're, they're, they said they're working with Ustream so they can actually pit together, which they didn't even do at Redbud last year. Yeah. Uh, things like that, I'm like, yes, at least they see the right. obvious flaws um, here. So I like that. And we're doing a pre-Disnations podcast, so we'll get more into it there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it uh, it seems like it's a good effort. And Febra broke his leg. Um, you know, the, the, the Ben Watson broke his wrist. Things are things are falling into place for America here to grab a podium. Not the Dutch. What? Not not according to how the Dutch are looking. Yeah, no, they're still strong. Yeah, for sure, they're the favorites. The Dutch look right. amazing, but, but, but but things are falling into place for America to get on the podium at least here. So, yeah. um, we'll see. Savachi four six uh, grabs a whole shot again in Moto two. Um, I had somebody tell me in the industry, they're like, "Why does Joey?" And I and he knows him better than I do. Uh, I don't talk to Joey a whole lot. Um, somebody told me, "Why does he seem like?" He doesn't want to be at every at the races. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really talk to him that much. But this person is kind of around him, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But maybe he's frustrated with this whole situation. Doesn't have a ride. Had a great Supercross race, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Something to think about, I guess. Um, he's got to be. He he's got to be at JGR. That's it. The, the bottom line is JGR. The MCR thing, I guess, isn't happening. I've heard, and so so now the JGR guys can just get him cheap, and you know all that. It really sucks for Savachi because just the fact that it turned out this way, you know, he was given a lifeline with a one-year deal, you know, but hey, we're going to give you a chance to prove yourself. And then he actually does prove himself, you know, in Supercross, 
can you argue that he did better than expectations? He was really good. And I have to feel at that point, if you're him, you're like, I did it. I got my one year I needed. I've proven myself. I probably won't ever be in this position again now that I've proven myself. And to think that in the end, he's in, well, actually a worse situation. Because at least this time last year, Cowie was announcing that he was on the team. He rode really well, and it ended up not helping at all. Yeah. No, I, it's really a shame. I, I think yeah. he has a right to be a tad bitter, but he's a professional motocross racer. So, you know, you have a Listen, great life. guys, he's going to make a ton of money next year, and he's going to be on a factory bike. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, what's a ton of money, JT? Half a million dollars. Okay. All right. But before you even line up? Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's going to end up at JGR, though, right? We all – that's it? There's nothing else? I, you don't, Weijer. You sound uh, you sound skeptical of that number. That I. That's easy, in my opinion. Is it really? Yeah, bike, gear, goggles, boots, helmet. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I thought you meant team salary. No, 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 no. Everything. But I'm yeah. saying before he even lines up, he's going to be guaranteed Dude, at least that much, JGR, probably more. JTR is going to offer him 150 grand. Uh, yeah, that's why when I heard half a million, I was like, what? Oh, you're right. With all the other stuff, I get you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No goggle yeah. money. No goggle money. John Knowles will tell you all that. <laughs> um, uh, Barsha, 7-4. Not the Barsha of winning nationals, but certainly a better ride the last three rounds. Uh, more in the fight. Him and uh, – I don't know if AP did it because AP might have been had issues there at the, at the race, but they stayed back in Indiana to ride the, the bikes again. So – Good job for that. Uh, yeah, better better day for Barsha. Look, uh, he beat Anderson. Anderson went 6-5, and Barsha passed him in that second moto, I believe, right? Did he not? He got he, he got him. Yeah, I think they went back and forth. Yeah. He got him twice. I, I remember yeah. looking at it going, oh, this is this could be really good, but nothing nothing, nothing developed that I saw. Yeah. But um, when, when Barsha can pass Anderson, yes, it's the last moto of the year, and maybe Anderson was team fried, but... That's a better Justin Barsha, Weege. Well, yeah. He battled with Osborne here and there in the last couple of motos as well, and that was the reference I kept making on TV. He was not even close to Anderson and Osborne for most of the season until Unadilla. So clearly they made progress. It wasn't podium progress. Yeah. But, dude, he wasn't even in the hunt. No. You know, no. now he was battling with them, so that's, big, that's a big game. Yeah. Yep. Um, Anderson, 7-4. On the day, oh no, wait, so Anderson 6-5 on the day, Barsha 7-4, Dino 9-7, JT, just Dino getting through the last few rounds, just getting through them. Yeah, it felt like that, it felt like going through the motions. Uh, I mentioned it on uh, your show last night, I just never saw flash room, never saw the speed that, you know, we always coined the we can work with speed conversation. Uh, I, I really like Dino as a person and a rider and he's stylish and everything else, I just, I was just hoping for more, is that... Is that wrong to say? I was hoping for more. I was too until he kind of told me his shoulder isn't even close to 100%. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I get you know, it. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's part of the deal, right? He's got a deal, had a deal this year and has a deal for next year. I, right. I mean, it's not, I guess it's relevant. It just doesn't change the fact that I think I was still wanting more. Right. Uh, Benny Bloss qualified second while again. Second for Benny Bloss. Yeah, I saw his mom. She was mad. She said one of the announcers was calling him Chris Bloss. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did Did you hear that or hear about that? Mm hmm. How does that happen? Mm hmm. 
Yep. Are you agree- are you agreeing that this happened? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, it did. Oh yeah. They- all right. I mean, I was ninety percent sure, but I just wanted like a second source to no, be like, no. well, maybe she was near a speaker and no, couldn't no. hear it. I'm up. I'm okay. up there a lot of times. So, you know. Oh, so that a hundred percent did happen. Mm-hmm. All right, that's uh, inexcusable. I mean, Chris <laughs> Blose hasn't even ridden nationals, and I don't even know. Um, the, also, the names are not spelled like uh, the same, and the first initial is totally different. Uh, yep. Anyway, he sure looked good in practice we we had some of the laps on camera in our practice show when we saw he was up in second and the corner speed in those ruts which to me would think when you're built like that that would not be your strength getting in and out of those tight rutted corners uh dude he looked good so um, benny's always had speed here and there that's the problem is yep. uh, you know not can, not hitting the ground hard at that speed. can, can you do a, a bogle supercross bloss motocross deal with those guys is that possible <laughs> i don't know I almost think you could. It'd be it'd be interesting for Forrest Butler to do that, JT. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I know, but, but I get what you're saying. But yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. it's never going to happen. Well, I get that. Just can you just humor us for a little bit? Well, you're saying you would. You think it'd be interesting for it to happen? I, it's, it's not going. It's, I don't think either one of those guys would be. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Like, would you? That'd be the perfect team. Would well, be right? cool if we could vacation on the sun. Too, okay. But well, I don't thank think that's you. Going to happen either. Please humor us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, Freddie Noren, 10-10. I didn't notice Freddie Noren that much. He came from the back one moto, I think, charged up a little bit. He, he's probably going to be – he'll be an out, He'll be the Chad Reed Supercross slash Freddie Noren motocross. There's that program right there, JT. So, ha, That'll be the, that should be the, pro, the plan. Okay, well, you stick with your plan. I will stick with the reality. Well, the reality, though, is it's going to be Reed Noren. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's 37 years old, so it's a little bit different. All right. Uh, and Norrin can't ride Supercross very well. Cunningham, again, all he does is just be the first non-factory guy. That's what Kyle Cunningham does. If you're Henry Miller and you're Tyler Bowers and you're factory riders here and there, Cunningham, you just got to be like, why, why can't I beat this guy? He's solid when he puts it all together. So, yeah, and he's in that same category uh, with the other Kyle. What I said about Chisholm, you know, if these guys were in a more mainstream sport, they would be making a nice chunk of change for that mm-hmm. ability. Yeah, you know, just to be a role player, a solid guy. You know, you're the ninth guy on a 12 man NBA roster uh, that still pays like eight million dollars a year. In this sport, being the tenth guy in a nine rider factory rider 450 division pays yeah. zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sucks for him because he is really good, and it's gonna, not really ever going to get uh, recognized. Henry Miller, 14-13. Tyler Bowers uh, went 13-14. So they, they went, went back and forth with their with their moto scores. I'm impressed with Bowers um, just in the fact that he did the whole series as a full privateer. Like, cost him money, yeah. drove a van, stayed back east for a while. Didn't get his career number, though. He wanted a top 10 overall deal. I don't think he even came close, to be honest. Um, but he really wanted that, and he was going to pick number 69. So the, the world lost out. Um, I, think I, think it, I think I need to write a column on the awesome digging deep rides that no one will notice uh, for the season. There's a bunch of them, some in the 250s. Poor Colt Nichols. Uh, he was really putting together a great season for him. 
and he should have, could have, would have been fourth in points, but then he crashed at the next last round, and I think he ended up seventh. Uh, I, I got so it. no one's going to know got, how much better Nichols was this yep. year. Yep. Uh, you know, RJ Hampshire rode his ass off all year. Cunningham, we just said, like, he didn't have to do it, he did. Bowers didn't have to do it, he did. I feel like there were a lot of those, and every year at the end of the Nationals, no one really remembers or sees it. No, no. Nobody yeah. really cares all that much. <laughs> Uh, Marshall Welton. Yes, you're not on the podium. It right. just doesn't get it. It just doesn't get the attention. Marshall Welton, 11th in the second moto, JT, and got a good start. Like, I don't know how he pulled the start because I watched him go on the first turn way back. But I think with that Marv incident, he just snuck around everybody. And he passed a lot of guys in those first few turns. I don't know how he did it. But he ran the pace. Yeah, not bad. yeah he ran the not pace. Bad. Yeah. So, uh, John Short crashed in the mechanics area. Did you guys see that? Anybody? Just on TV. No, I saw the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, the aftermath, right. Um, what else? Uh, Osby Marshall Sh- Welton, by the way, borrowing a 450 from uh, the mountain bike shop down the street from my house. Oh, okay. Yep. And, yeah, just about putting it in the top ten. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's the privateer that life. That's privateer life. <laughs> right, yes, right. 100%. Yeah. Um, who's Durko van der Wish Hertz? I think he's South African, actually. Really? Yeah, he was at a couple last year. Yeah, well, I get my intel. You know, I got a South African that I work side by side with, so he's number one hundred, and I don't like that. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't. I don't like that. Give the one hundred to how they used to do it. You know, special guys. Yeah, but who's who's special? Well, maybe not anybody this year, but hold on to it. Just don't and just hold it back. Yeah, just don't dish it out like candy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the tradition was 100 was reserved for, like, if James Stewart comes back, but yes. his number seven is gone, yes. you give it to him. You know what I mean? Like, And it was started by what? Hannah was missed an entire year of racing Dude, in his prime. I don't know if it started with him. He came back without yeah. a number, right. so he's number 100. Yeah. He's the superstar of the sport. 1-1-1 one, 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 and 100. Yeah. Do you guys think Josh Hansen was the superstar of the sport? No. No, I didn't like that either. Um, <laughs> Bale, 1-1-1. One, 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 Albie, 1-1-1. One, 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 you know? Anybody like that that comes over. Not, no offense, but not to Durko van der Wieschhorsch. When Dogger tried to come back, what number did he run? Thank you. 100. You guys think James Stewart would use number 100? That's, that's your official stance? We don't know, but whatever. Why Pretty sure I, he would pay whoever had 259 shit, shit on every, whatever every, it took. every point we make today. Are you in a bad mood? <laughs> Do you wish you were back in Sweden? No, you're, made, you're just making terrible points. No, I'm not. We just agree with me. No, I know. The 100 should be cool. I just There isn't anybody that was applying for it, so whatever. It's shocking that uh, the, the but, son of Cindy Thomas of the AMA has their but back. But you also week. think that the AMA has any idea that that number's <laughs> been saved before? I don't know. Shirley Doris must, must know what's going on. She's been there forever. I'm going to go as a, I'm going to take a hard no on that. Aaron Plessinger, Weege. Not good. Uh, couldn't have gone much worse. Let's be honest. Just the, when the we, whole season, he went nine I mean, nine at buds. What he nine nine? Like it looked like he was turning a corner. No, no, I agree. I agree. It looked like he was turning the corner. It got better in a few ways, but really, after that Daytona crash, it could not have gone much worse. That's a bad injury, man. Yeah, and he's lucky to be back out there at all. Uh, you know, I thought it was a season ender. So, fine, he he got back out there. But I'm just saying, there's no way the way this year started and it was just an injury just a crash i'm not going to blame anything else but dude think of the conversations you were having with people after this race last year 
when Plessinger was champ. Yeah. Like, oh, once he gets on that 450, dude, he's big. It just did not work out at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that injury is bad. That's a possibility that that injury could affect him the rest of his career. I'm with you. I'm not saying he's lazy or sucks or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying all the hype, all the expectations this year, this was the worst it could have gone, I think. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. All right. Anything else? JT? 450s? Mm, I don't think so. It was, I mean, such a great race, but I don't know. It just seemed like the air was kind of wet out going in. Um, I'm glad those guys tried so hard, though. It was a great race to watch. It just didn't seem like there was anything on the line. Sorry. I guess hurlings needed to be there. Sorry. No, no, no. Not, not at all. The racing was amazing. I just didn't feel like there was any suspense going into the weekend. Like, it just felt like everybody was just trying to get through it. Right. But they did They did try hard. Like, I was happy to see that. So, most surprising guy all summer was Dustin Winter, would we say? No, not sorry. Not just sorry. James Weeks? Sorry. I got it mixed up. James Weeks, right? Like, the most guy out of nowhere? Has he been that? Like, I feel like he's always made some noise here and there. No, I don't know. I haven't studied the results. Is he? Is this way above where he normally? I feel like he had a really good okay. year. But oh, you mean all year? I yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I meant all year. The most surprising guy, four fifty class. Like just uh, not to confuse Chris Blows and Benny <laughs> Bloss. Yes, but there's been so many weeks and week and other weeks. That I get confused sometimes, which is which, so I never know where the expectation. This is not. This is a totally different one, right? Yeah. There's. This is not any relation to the other week or weeks that have raced before. No, Tommy Week. Are you talking about Tommy Week? Yeah, and there was another week. There was another week. This is not Tommy Week, right? James Weeks is a different person. There's yeah. another Tommy and Week. They're, they're spelled different. I don't. I don't know. No, no. There's another. Hold on. I gotta find it. Go ahead. There's another week. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know anymore. Uh, all right. Anything else in 450 class? JT? Mm, nope. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Thank you, Alpine Stars and Maxis as well for coming on the show. Race Tech suspension, Pulp 19 is a code to save with the folks at Race Tech. Uh, go down there and mention Chris Blos. And uh, they'll give you a hell of a deal uh, because Chris Blows used Racetech motors and suspension. And Pulp 19 is a code to save. With those guys, get your suspension some love. Get your motor some love with the folks at Racetech. Thanks for the coming on. Fly Racing, from the Rihanna Crip formula to the redesigned EVO DST gear down to the new FR5 boots, Fly Racing has the head-to-toe option for any riding need. Visit flyracing.com to see the entire lineup. Um, and thanks to those guys for coming on board. And again, like I said, Maxis and Alpine Stars as well on this podcast. Uh, 250 class from Ironman. Uh, Weech, did you find out this week? No? Uh, yes, there was a Justin Weeks. Uh, this is a really tragic story. Uh, Suzuki factory rider at Loretta's 2009 wins the 450A class, sweeping all three motos against Malcolm Stewart, and then was paralyzed. Mm. Justin Weeks. So it's Justin Weeks, James Weeks, Tommy Week. Not, all not related. Sometimes. Right. All not related. Right. Week and Weeks are not related with a completely different spelled last name. Not related. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, okay, so 250 class, uh, Adam clinches it, and yeah, Weege, uh, he wins a national championship. I, I still, It's amazing to me that we say Adam Cincerillo is your national champion. I just I can't quite wrap my head around it. Of course, I'm happy for him. Of course, I like it, but I still find myself taken back by that. I he, think we could do an entire podcast, an hour and a half, just on this alone. I, I I mean, there's just so many ways to describe this or tackle this, or I think the term people use now is so much to unpack here 
Don't you agree? Like, there's just so many stories with this. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly, all yeah. of it. Absolutely, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I just never thought JT would win a national championship before. Supercross championship, he had won one moto coming into the year, one um, overall. He had made 55% Wigant of his starts, right, outdoors, or was it 60? It was both, Supercross and outdoors. 55 were both? I thought one was 60. Yeah, he had one missed was, okay, about so. I think yeah. it was 58. Okay. He missed 42% of the races in his career he was supposed to be in. I just yeah. – he had had the devast- – we sat in the in the studio here and did the outdoor preview show for Racer X Films, and we all just said what a heartbreak that Vegas was, and his strength is not outdoors, uh, blah, blah, blah. He won the first four overalls, won six on the year. Didn't win the most motos. That was Dylan. But, uh, yeah, JT, just a hell of a year and a really big surprise. Yeah, and realistically, I mean – he should have won both titles, right? Like, yeah. when you really look at it, how it should have gone, it would have been a hell of a year for him. And, and you wonder which means more. You know, would it have meant so much to win the outdoor championship had he not suffered such a tragedy in the Supercross one? I guess that's impossible to know. Um, but it made for a hell of a story, that's for sure. I, he was just top to bottom. He reminded me of Osborne's year, right? Where even a bad start, he would work through those guys. And if he got a good start, it was see you later. And his endurance was, I think, on par with anybody in the class or better. Just a total package for, for him. Yeah, super yeah. solid. The yeah. thing we have not really seen from him ever, no. just being solid all the way through. And he, he was kind of all year. Did, Remove Vegas, and that was him all year. Did we have any lost front ends? Any sketchy moments? Any yeah. Anaheim 2? Supercross we did. No, no, I meant outdoors. Yeah, outdoors. outdoors. Did we have any? Mm-hmm. There's a couple off-the-track things, but that was new. <laughs> That's true. There's a couple. There's a few off-the-track moments. There were a yeah. couple right. times. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I mean, look, and I don't feel like his speed was so overwhelming that he was winning every moto by 30 seconds. Like, he was under pressure and in battles a lot and didn't make the mistakes. You know, it's one thing when you're just cruising, but he was pretty much battling, I feel like, every inch of every moto and never made the mistake. Did really he? Impressive. Did he? Uh, what was he? Was he was winning the second motos, right? Or was winning the, he was winning the second motos for a while? Yep. Yeah. 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 It was like every solid thing you can do, no matter how the day was going, he'd salvage it when it mattered most. Yeah. Um, we also we alluded to this, you know, his weight and that going against the Yamahas, he was probably at a little bit of a disadvantage. So we, you know, it makes it even more impressive what he did. But I think we got to never forget this one because, look, everybody likes Adam. You don't want to see dudes who did nothing wrong like he tried. He just kept getting hurt, and he tried, and he just kept crashing. Like, it wasn't like, oh, well, Cian Serlo would have been good if he wasn't smoking weed or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. he, he didn't deserve this terrible treatment. And we also know that he'd be good for the sport, and everybody likes him. He's a good dude. So it just sucks when bad things keep happening over and over. And it's like a couple years ago, be like, man, that would be awesome if AC put it all back together and finally reach his potential and won a title. You thought that would be awesome. And then, yeah, I think it got to the point where you weren't even thinking that anymore because it seemed impossible. So the fact that he fixed all of that is so cool and so good. Uh, this, this one really has to stand out because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, certain guys say Trey Kennard. Everybody likes Trey Kennard. Good dude. Got hurt a lot. That bums people out. Wanted it. Did all the right things. Doesn't always get the reward. You want to see every once in a while where living right, doing the right thing actually does pay off. 
and it didn't with him is, for a long time, but it finally did. Is there anybody not happy for Adam, you think, JT? Exactly. Dylan? Hi, even Dylan seemed like he admitted Adam, Adam was I don't think he's happy for him. He said he was a better rider. I don't think he's happy for him. Okay. But I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, it was definitely the feel-good story of the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I just it was great. Um, Ferrandis was a bit upset with Justin Cooper passing him in the first moto. Think Cooper Webb was happy for him? No. No. Probably not. Probably not. Um, Probably rooting for him to crack again. Cooper, Ferrandis felt like Cooper shouldn't have passed him in that first moto, Weege, he told me. And then also, he told me that he felt like other riders gave him a hell of a fight, but when Adam would come through, they would, they would move over or make it easier on him. Now, I like Dylan. I like his unspokenness. He's a good dude. I'm not sure I see his points here. I, I don't know. Do either one of you, did you, either one of you listen to the interview with me that he did after the race? Did either? No, I listened okay. to you recap it last night. Okay, yeah, I talked about it last night. Um, I'll start with you, Weege. Any anything there for Dylan to be legitimately upset about? Dude, it's such a tough call, and I alluded to this on the air. Um, and JT, I think you addressed it in your breakdown column yesterday on Racer X Online. It, it's so hard to describe what what is right and wrong for Cooper to do in that situation because it is true that if he beats Ferrandis, it allows Cincerlo to wrap up the title, but you're still looking at an extreme long shot. All that does is give him the chance that if Adam's bike blows up in the second moto, then they win the title. Like, it's not... You got like an 8% chance that this is going to work out. So is it really, really tragic for him to get in there? I don't know, but taking it down to the last moto is better than not taking it down to the last moto. And Cooper was obviously... By trying to win it, he was going to affect that. He was going to prevent Ferrandis from keeping it alive. So I could see it both ways. I could see them saying, like, dude, you're 30 points behind. This guy's in third. He's riding fine. He's not going to blow it. We have no chance. Just ride for yourself. Or we need the best opportunity. It was so hard to decide. As far as Cooper not making it hard on AC, like, I don't – this has been Cooper all he, year. Well, like, he, the last yeah. 10 minutes, he doesn't put up a fight like that, like he does at the beginning. Well, I think Dylan, Dylan said other riders. Oh, all year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I feel like a lot of that was Adam was starting in second, third, fourth, and Dylan was starting in tenth. So, of course, he was getting more gruff. Uh-huh. He had to pass twice as many guys each week. Yeah. I don't feel like Adam had life easy on him when he was in these battles. JT, what do you think? Does Dylan have any... And, and Dylan didn't say... He was like, this just seems like it to me. Like, he didn't... Yeah. He didn't come out and, like, you know, exon- you know burn anybody to the stake. He just said, this is what I feel. I could be wrong. I don't think with the 30-point lead that that uh, Justin Cooper should be subject to hanging out behind Ferrandis. Uh That's my just gut feeling. If there was something going on and AC crashed in the first turn or he has a bike problem, there's plenty of ways for them to get the message to to Justin Cooper at that point mm-hmm. and change the lineup or change the order or whatever. But honestly, 30 points, it's a pipe dream, really. Um, you need not only one DNF, but or just a horrible day altogether. Like you need so many things to go wrong for him to make up 30 points. I forget, if I'm Justin Cooper, I'm like, yeah, dude. Like I'm gonna go try to win. And if you know Will Hans flagging me down for me to what, let you buy, then I'll do it. But otherwise, I'm gonna go try to win. Uh, I think that's that's how I probably would approach it, man. There's a lot of money up for grabs. You know, there's probably anywhere from you know 25 to 50 thousand dollars up for grabs for these guys to win on the weekend. So. Uh, in that points gap with it that big, I don't, I don't think you can expect him to just hang out behind you if he feels like he can go in. What about Dylan's claim that he felt like other riders 
the other riders would make it harder on him than they would on Adam. That's crazy. Talk to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sexton four three. Mosman five five. Mosman qualified five and went five five on the day. Good job for that. Sexton uh, four three. Just a tick off those guys. I would expect Sexton starts uh, to be a bit better next year. I think, and because I think that bike will be a bit better, and maybe he's got a chance at a national championship next year. Um, you think so? Well, I think he'd be one of the guys. Well, I'm yeah. saying, j- sorry, I should clarify. Just on the starts and the bike, I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they, because you got to figure everybody else is going to be on the same improvement curve, right? So, unless they've changed the stock one a bunch, which I don't think they have. You know, it's it's asking a lot to improve more than the other teams are going to improve. Michael Mosman, the most improved. Speaking of improved, most improved rider. Weege, Michael Mosman. Yeah, I hadn't run that through my head to figure if there's any other contenders, um, but I'd say so. Although, again, I, I give a shout out to Nichols. It won't show on points now, but yeah, he was fourth in points and got and now he's seventh or something. Yeah, like it's a pretty. This class is always pretty gnarly. If you're the fourth best guy, and he could have, should have, would have been fourth. I think that's a heck of an improvement too. But Moseman, I mean, we were at the point where we wondering if Moseman was going to have a ride anymore, and now he's shown that he's got potential for big things in the future. So obviously, that's a pretty big improvement, also. Troll train, 17th to 6th in Moto 1. Just charging, laying it all out on the line. Second Moto was uh, an 8th for Troll train. How do you feel about Troll train's year? I'm up and down with it. We saw some flashes. We got some holies, which is good for the bike and confidence. Uh, we got our scoop tire that Adam Cincerillo wants. Um, we'll be back next year. We'll be stronger. We needed a year to you know, kind of gel with the team and figure out everything. We'll be back. Okay, doke. Um, R.J. Hampshire Wygant gets the most point, gets the most passing points on the year. I would, I would say. Yeah, and um, I have some connections with the team where I get information. Uh huh. Seemed like every week R.J. had something ridiculous happen. Like, <laughs> did you know that? I think we talked about it at Unadilla. He was lined up on the gate next to Oldenburg, and then Oldenburg's bike quit, and then they. Rolled Oldenburg's bike back behind the gate, and then just as the gate was dropping, they rolled it back in, and they were setting the whole shot device on Oldenburg's bike, like underneath the handlebars of Hampshire, as the gate's dropping. Like there, things like that seem like it happened nonstop mm-hmm. to RJ. And also, in general, when you don't get good starts, that leads to more chaos uh, in general. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like every time it was about to work out, some hex. I don't want to go full anvil falling on him, but yeah. he dealt with a lot. To get fourth, I think, was pretty good. RJ Hampshire ripping through the pack, JT, was like a weekly thing. When did he start up front? Any any I moto that you guys can think of? Bud's <laughs> uh, Creek? Bud's Creek? Mm-hmm. He crashed, he came but he was up there. third in that moto. He crashed on the start when he was, like, second. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Or, or, yes, in the first turn. Right. Yeah, three quarters of the start straight. Actually, the only time I think he started up front. Remember in Thunder Valley qualifying, he was on fire, and then he got in the lead in the first moto, and you're like, "Oh, here it comes," and then it just completely fell apart. It was like the one time, <laughs> and it, at that point, it was like the fifth moto of the year, and you're like, "Ah, you know, right. it'll it'll come together." Yeah. No, it never came. Never together. did. Uh, McElrath goes one one last week. This week he's eight nine. That's I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> McElrath's Bud's Creek ride will forever be dissected and analyzed and looked at. 
it, it'll be the Damon Huffman, the Damon Huffman Troy Ohio '97 ride. That's right. Yep. Just it was balls hot. Ricky Carmichael dominating the series can do nothing with Damon Huffman on N- this. Nothing. Day. Nothing. <laughs> nope. That that's the, that's the same level. Or Renard. I tell the story before. Renard in '94, tenth in the points, won one at Millville in one of the hottest days ever. Ne- nobody ever touched him all day. In 94. Lampson, Henry, nothing for him. I was there. It was amazing. Um, Marchbanks, 11-7. McAdoo, 7-13. Masterpool, 10-12. Stop me if you guys have something to say here. Is Marchbanks, uh, Marchbanks have another deal? Yes. There? Another year. He's there? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Jet Lawrence, 12-14. We had Jet on a Pulp MX show last night, and he's hilarious. He's comedy. Just straight comedy. Did you ask him why he pulled off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. said, yeah, it was just a huge mistake. He thought his mechanic. <laughs> yeah. He just real, real dumb move. And I said, yeah, well, some of us had you in fantasy. Paul Mex fantasy said, I've heard. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone wants to accuse, you know, teams of the riders are vanilla because teams tell them what to say and they're not allowed to just listen to any Jet Lawrence interview. He, if teams are telling riders what to say, he's not getting the memo. No, he was talking about being illegal in Belgium last year, or when he was there, with the whole family was illegal. They had to get out of the country when they were in Belgium. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, yeah. Joe Schmoda. Eh? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, it depends on if you think it's Jet Lawrence or if it's Joe Schmoda. Yeah, I don't know the difference, actually. Why, what's way. going on with this? I, n- I never saw – I don't – I. Was it the race? What was happening, JT? Why were you upset about this? I wasn't upset. He just said it was Jet Lawrence and it was Joe Shimoda. That's all. Okay. Yeah, so in the first moto, it was Lawrence that got pushed over the banners off the start, I guess. And then in the second moto, it was Shimoda in the first turn. Shimoda just crashed in the first turn when he got up. Right. They each had an incident, essentially, either, you know, start or first turn. But I, I thought it was Lawrence both times. But you are correct. It was Lawrence and then Shimoda. And it's not like I really care. I just like giving you a hard time while you're on air. Well, it's a sensitive topic because I got hit up by this troll on Twitter last week because our graphics department, who's improved, they have improved this summer. They got better. Second half of the year, we have to say, was better, right? Yes, it was better. Yes. Absolutely. But but I did notice at, I think it was Unadilla or maybe Bud's Creek, they had Tamita listed as Tamita Tashiki. Yes. His name. That, yes. that did happen. Yep. Yes, that is true. Right. So then I get hit up by some guy on Twitter, and he's like, do you even study the roster of the Riders? You kept calling him Tomita, which is his first name. You should study more. <laughs> now, Mathis, you've dealt with these guys. You go and look at their Twitter mentions, and all they do is find people and just come at them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if, if you're a senator in this guy's state, you are just getting napalmed by this guy. They, they never have avatars, and they never know the difference between you, your, you, your, 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 or there, there, there. They never know. The di- that's, that is the universal truth of these jerk-offs on Twitter. No avatar, yeah. and they don't know how to spell or anything. Yeah. Yep. So I screenshot two different sets of results that show that his name is, the, Tashiki is the first name, and a picture of his bike and his jersey that all have Tamita on them, not Tashiki. And I said, here's some of the studying that I did. And then he said... I don't have an avatar in front of me. Chill out. And I said, I have to chill out. You're the one who said I don't study well, the riders. You already engage this person too much, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, you're the one that said that I don't study the riders, but I actually did. So why am I the one that needs to chill out? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I hardly yeah. ever get it, but the, I, I, I was tempted. I would love to do a podcast with this guy. I want to get in the mind of these. Oh, this you is not can't. to do with me. Yeah, you can't. These people whose lives are hitting up people on Twitter to blast them. There's, like, I want to know that mindset. I want to get into that. There's a guy on RacerX comments that blasts me, and he said, I can't, I can't critique these riders because I've never been a rider myself, a pro rider myself. I went on his Facebook because RacerX thankfully links everything to, you know, uh, you have to be a real person. Uh, five posts down, he cr- criticized uh, Jim Schwartz from the Detroit Lions for his defense. And I promptly wrote him back and said, you've never been a defensive coordinator, uh, so you cannot criticize Jim Schwartz. And uh, that he took that. He got even angrier at me. He got even angrier. So, yeah, yeah I just want to know because it would be hard to believe, but I think there's a chance that when you talk to these people, they're actually sometimes normal people, and there's just something about social media that completely wow. changes I don't the know. way they interact. Uh, or the guys that have kids and, and wives and, and kids and, and their avatars and are just blowing everybody up, just F-words and... Yeah, anyways. All right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I really want to know. Like, he could yeah. actually be a normal, okay guy, and then just something about Twitter or Facebook, they just are completely different people on there. So I want to know. I'm in the uh, I'm in the pro circuit truck quite a bit, you know? And and let me tell you, Marty and I are, we're, we're, we're getting somewhere. It's too bad that he's, you know, he could be done. But we went out with a 10th, JT. It's Pretty not, strong. Yeah. yeah, not so bad. We went out on 250s with a 10th in a national. Is he going to get a deal? For next year? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm all in. You are? 450 Supercross only. Let's do yep, it, Mark. I like that. Let's do it. All right, JT's gone. We, it's just you and I to wrap this thing up. But Well, Mar- yeah, two things on Marty. First yep. of all, that's right on the list of, you know, didn't have to do it, but did it. He yeah. could have mailed it in. And could- look, Marty's missed a lot of outdoors yep. in his time. Yep. So the fact that he refused to lose, he was hurt, he came back for the last three, that surgery, like the whole deal, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with nothing to gain. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like these last three rounds were going to affect his employment for next year. No. I think he just and, wanted to ride it out. And Good on, for him. And honestly, we just started getting to be friends, and we may never see him again. I know. It's real shame. I know. Uh, it, there isn't justice in the world if it ends up um, with him literally never giving, getting the shot. Um, I think he'll get it. I do think he'll get something. I do, too, because I also think, look, replacement deals, it happens all the time. Uh, and hopefully he's on the list. Yep. That's all I can say. Uh, Covington, twenty one twenty. Have you heard that he's maybe sniffing around to potentially just go back? Have you heard this? No, but color me not shocked. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, look, this comes down to this. He He knows if the Supercross thing was just... It went badly, or it's just not going to work out. Like mm-hmm. he knows. Mm-hmm. So if he knows that it's not going to, you got to figure he's like, this isn't going to work for me. Now he might also know ah, it would have been fine. It just this, that, and the other hadn't happened, and it snowballed the wrong direction, mm-hmm. maybe. But if he knows that Supercross is a lost cause, yeah, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go shopping. Um, yeah. Dylan Wright qualified thirteenth, fifty-seven percent pick trend in. Um in uh, Pulp Max Fantasy, and uh, running 10th in the first moto, and uh, yeah. crashed three times. Uh, Go Canada. I was excited for you at first. Yeah. The practice times and stuff, yeah. and then seeing yeah. that 10th going on, I'm like, ooh, this is something. Yeah. yeah. No, no, hey, uh, speaking of Dylan Wright, where are we at with Jess Pettis? Where are we at? I think he's going to get some help from Troy Lee for Supercross. Not on the team, but maybe off to the side okay. or something, yeah. It's amazing how 
how long the season goes. I mean, Jess Pettis hype is that feels like eight years ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. But remember in say what maybe February? Yep. I thought he was doing awesome and I kept saying, Is there a chance here? And you yeah. kept saying no. Yeah. No. 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 So still no, huh? Yeah, still no. Yeah. Okay. He's not the great No, we Canadian gotta we gotta get Brian Moreau. Let's sign Brian Moreau up. We oh. we gotta do that. <laughs> well, and, and 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 Cantrell and Bailey, they need rides and and we got sixteen-year-olds, and yeah, we're we're all good. We got kids dipping their toes into being pros, sorta, but then kind of not. We, we're all busy. We're very busy with all that. So, yeah, did Mumford just not even do it? I don't even know. To yeah, be honest, yeah, didn't even do yeah. it. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, Mitchell Oldenburg. Oh, I like Mitchell. I like Freckle. He's a good dude, and you can't get any worse than what he he had this summer. Holy shit! And now he's out of a ride. But I, I yeah, could, I could see him landing at JGR. Oh, that's a two fifty guy. Yeah, yeah, not a bad, yeah. not a bad pick there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just the cruel nature of, of all sports. I, I happened to see him, I think, in the airport. I didn't like talk to him, but I saw him, and I was like, dude, if you're him, you've just got to be so bummed. Like, you know, the stars thing is probably over. If you could pick one team that you want to get a shot on in that class, they're at least the top or at the top, and you just got to be like, damn it, mm-hmm. it just didn't work. Yeah, we know he's a good rider. Yeah. Who knows? You do this season five times. Three of the five probably turn out good. It just didn't work out, and then what are you going to do? You're out of a ride. It. We can work with speed. He's got speed, man. I thought in Supercross, it was a little underwhelming in Supercross, but it was like a fourth or fifth guy, you know, when I'm sure they needed him to be a podium guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I this was my race tech rant last night on the Pulp Show, so I don't want to get into it too much. People will hear me go on and on, but I just want your feelings on this. I just want your opinion. Okay. Um, the revving of the bike. The oh, tr- here we go. The trying to blow the bike up. Here we go. Honestly, why get? Honestly. How dumb is that? Uh, not dumb. It's not dumb. Now, I will verify. I don't know if anyone on the show could verify this. I saw you there, and you literally turned, yeah. saw an opening, and walked away I, from dis- the racetrack. Disgusted. It sickened you so much. You disgusted. Left. Disgusted. Yes. Yes. Okay. You didn't say bye. Nothing. No. You were like, I'm yeah, walking. Because away. I'm that's that's physically doing damage to my ears, to everybody's ears. I well, guarantee was, yeah. you. I guarantee you. That's physically harming everybody under that tense ears. That's one. Two. Okay. We're trying to celebrate a championship, or they are. The Fox guys are there. The fans are there. The team is there. Monster Cowie's there. Dean Wilson's there. Ken Roxon's there. Seely. Seely's there. Yeah. We're all hanging out. Beers are open. Congratulations and backslaps and, and, and everything else are going on. And these gorillas can't stop revving this motorcycle. Like, I'll, I'll give you Peyton on the bike revving it, trying to blow it up. I'll give you 10 minutes of that to celebrate. Why you want to blow a bike up, I don't know. When you win the Kentucky Derby, you don't cross the finish line and shoot your horse. Although you would probably like that one again. But yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, be cool. I know you'd be cool. You'd I'd be, probably watch. You'd be down with that. But yeah. you don't do that, okay? You, we already had Delorier had a tire blow up and wrap around his arm and jack him up. There's nations we had a rock hit a dude in the face and split his forehead open. We had a semi-truck window broken at Des Nations. There, there, there's, there's, there's things that have blown up all the time with, 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 and caused issues. 
Why are we doing this? I Will Hahn was on the show last night, Pulp Show. He said he thought it probably went on for an hour. Not straight, but an hour of revving this bike up. And as you, I was enjoying myself. As soon as they started up again, and again, look, it's their party. They can do what they want. I'm just a guest. But how stupid is that? It's so dumb. I'll give I you, it. I'll give you 10 minutes it. of it. And then stop. It's over. It's done. It's over. I think when you're having a championship celebration party, you're trying to figure out how do we mark this as something bigger and better and wilder and crazier than any other normal day at work. And that's the best way to do it. Like maybe fireworks, maybe if they had some fireworks, maybe, maybe a giant bonfire or maybe shooting some guns in the air. I don't know. I mean, maybe those options could potentially match that, but they don't have those options at their disposal. I think you're trying to mark it as, let's try to make this as wild and different and memorable and make this moment stick out. And it's an easy thing to do. By just revving the bike for minutes and minutes? Just that's how it stands out? Just nobody can can talk. Nobody can do yeah. anything. Everyone's yeah. ears are physically getting harmed. That's that's mm-hmm. your that's your idea. That's that's a good time. That's your that's what you want to do. I understand the gnarliness of it, the potential danger, the bad for the ears. But as I see all the mechanics, and man, they really showed their expertise. Like, did, did were you over there when they decided that it wasn't a burnout because we were in gravel pits, so they were just revving it on the stand in neutral. But then they did try to do a burnout. Did you see that attempt? I was probably gone by then. They they brought up. A pit mat, put it under the bike, and then everybody stood in the pit mat, hoping they could hold that mat down enough to do a burnout. And then the it, the burnout went for about eighteen seconds, and they completely melted the mat. And then the bike started hooking up, and they had to stop. Okay, yeah. um, great, great work. But great work. Guys. As I was watching all this, I'm like, dude, this is gnarly and borderline dangerous. But I'm like, look at these dudes. These are guys that have been doing crazy stuff with motorcycles their entire lives. They're okay. not scared. Okay. One bit about any of it. They're not scared about it blowing up. This is too hot. This is too loud. We're going to melt this rubber and it's going to roost somebody. I'm like, these are gnarly dudes who spent their entire lives around motorcycles. Nothing about it is scary. So to go to motorcycle races and then complain that it's too loud and it hurts your ears, that's the freaking point of it. It's supposed to be gnarly. I, I yeah, have no uh, problems okay. with any uh, of this. Good for that. You realize I, I was on a championship winning team and uh, as a mechanic, and I was a mechanic for 11 years. I built motors every fucking day for 11 years. So what's what? What is the overarching point of that? I know that it sucks to blow up motors. Yeah, that 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 these guys are morons. That I, because they're going to have to rebuild a motor now. No, they won't rebuild it. They'll throw it away. That's fine. You won the title. Stop being a bunch of gorillas. Just celebrate with your friends and your team and all the hard work you've had. Have some beers. Have some chats. Hug hug some guys. Call it a day. Yeah, what? but the gnarliest parties always have something crazy happen. Like what? somebody's streaking, somebody ends up in the pool. Like they don't have those options. So the option is we got a loud ass motorcycle. Yeah, okay. So just screw everybody else's party because you want to try to blow it up. Well, it's their party, though. It's their party. Yeah, it like, is. I didn't yeah. touch it. Like they yeah. even asked at one point. They're like, you want to get into this? I'm like, no. Oh, you want to no. rev the throttle? Oh, so much fun to rev the throttle wide open. Oh, my God. This is so much fun. This is better than Disneyland. Brrr, this is great. I just like, felt like I, did, I, didn't, I didn't win a title. I did absolutely nothing. I have 
less than zero percent involvement in the success of, of this rider and team. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't get to celebrate. I didn't do anything. I know. I'm the same way. But they did. That's their way of celebrating. Well, obviously. Yeah. Great. Great work. It's yes. so dumb. So dumb. Got to give credit. They were not. Clearly, the DNF was not going to happen. They ran the bike out of gas. They had to go and put more gas in it. I, I don't. You're disgusting me. With you're, you're, I'm getting up more upset the more you're telling me about this because I took off. No, I, dude, we were standing right next to each other, and I'm like, there he goes, and I just saw you slinking away. Yep. You did not say goodbye to anyone. You no. just left. No, because my ears are getting damaged, and I can't talk to anybody because there's a bunch of gorillas revving a bike at 15,000 RPM. It was loud. It was really loud. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't need that. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't need that Congratulations, bullshit. Monster Energy Persic at Kawasaki. Well-deserved. <laughs> I, I agree with all that, except for that part. I'll give you 10 minutes of doing that stupid shit. I'll give you 10 <laughs> minutes. And then it's over. It's over. It, it, it's done. I just, again, they can do what they want. I'm on the outside criticizing them. But I've been in their shoes. I was on a team that won a championship with Chad Reed. Okay. We did just, they do the burnout? No. We just acted like normal human beings. Oh. That's, that's what we did. Oh. Would have been <laughs> so much more memorable. God, I can't believe you. Listen to you. You just, all right. That was great. I just wish we had pavement somewhere so they could do, have done a real burnout. That makes it even more spectacular. Yeah, and then the tire blows and wraps around Paul Deloria's arm and he has to go to the hospital. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Again, man, you want a memorable party, someone go into the hospital. That's how you do it. <sighs> Unbelievable. How was, it was the. so uh, good, somebody had to go to the hospital. <laughs> when did they come to you and say, you need to host this banquet? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes, there was a banquet. I forgot about that. Um, it never really happened. Uh, I saw Tim Cotter in the morning. And I was with Langston and Chris Bond, our TV producer, and they asked something about the banquet. And I said, am I hosting it? And he's like, you're damn right you are. And then I said, must have missed that in the meeting because there were no meetings. Um, <laughs> and I said, what time is it? He said, seven. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to be done here at seven. You know, we had an extra half hour break between yeah. the motos. Yep. And then we had, I'm like, I think these press conferences might go to 630 or seven. And then I have even more to do. And he's like, oh, you know, we just say that so people don't come super late. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do my work, and then I'll show up when I show up. But by about 7.30 or 8, I, my phone starts blowing up. But I didn't care. Like, I had work to do. I yep. was yeah, you getting had... interviews at Adam Cincirillo and Mitch Payton at Pro Circuit. Like, nothing was going to stop me besides revving motorcycles. And no, I'll give you this, That didn't Steve. stop you either. I'll give you this. There was probably 20 minutes wasted because I had to wait for the motorcycles to stop. But I was willing to spend those 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, then eventually they hit me up, and then I go over there. I just walk in. They just hand me a piece of paper. There's no rehearsal. No one explains anything. Uh, <laughs> this is so you. This, happens to, this is your life in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. Just like, go talk, why again? <laughs> I know. I mean, all I can say is we're all busy, so I, maybe we don't need an hour conference call about this. But somebody actually apparently made a flyer. For this banquet, and they emailed it to the teams. All you would have had to do is email it to me, since you already have it, and say, "Hey, we need you to be there." Well, listen, I'm sure you got paid pretty well. So, uh, look, no, <laughs> obviously, but that's that's the least of my concerns. Like that, look, you were on a championship team. Yeah, you had to rebuild motors. Like some things, you just got to do. That's part of being yeah, on the team. Yeah, I'm I'm all right with that. Right, but. I don't know. Just Can I get a heads up? Can I get a heads up? That, that's just it. the assumption. And by the way, okay, I can handle it. But for most people, 
public speaking is their worst fear. This is well known. Yeah. I know people who make their lives as announcers and reporters and all kinds of stuff. But even they are not comfortable with walking up on stage by themselves, not knowing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> so it's only okay that I'm all right with that. And I, you can throw me. I mean, literally, I walked in. They're like, here's the mic. Go start it. And I can do that. But for most yeah. people, yeah. that's not a situation they want to be in. And that's the situation that or, I get put in. I can do it. But it's not the way no, it should be done. No, at least some prep. I mean, look, look, when we do the live shows, what, you guys get on me. You we guys do. get on me. And why yes. is that? Because I'm prepping. Like, yes. I'm actually prepping because, yes, it comes easy to me, but I still want an outline. I still Show want Steve. to prep. Right? Show Steve. Yeah, but, but yes. so I would, if I'm you, I would want to prep even for a banquet that I know what I'm doing at. I still want to have a guide in my head of what's going down. Yeah, it's partially that. But for me, it's more of um, it's a little bit too much taken for granted. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's so not even a thing that we don't even need to tell them. To me, it's a, li- yeah, we don't even it's a need- little bit too much. You're being your skills are being taken for granted. Well, I I would have loved to be there, but I had to go to the hospital for some hearing problems. Oh, okay. So I would have loved to have been there, but yeah. I got a rock in the face and I can't hear anything, and okay. I I got eight uh, first degree burns all over my body, T- tire around your arm. Yeah, yep. And I got first degree burns uh, because the bike uh, hooked up and and the pipe fell on my face. So I would love to be there, but other than that. I do want to say about the banquet, I have no idea why, but I think this was the best attendance we ever had. Really? I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. So for the last few years, they held it at the track. So you figured you can't get any more convenient than that. Um, I don't know what changed. I don't know. Maybe it was because this place was like a one minute drive away. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, maybe it makes it harder to just eh, forget it. Let's just walk away like you're getting in a car and you're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But we had pretty much every rider in the top ten come, except the ones that have been hurt, like Webb and Marvin weren't there, and I, and Hunter Lawrence, and I seriously think that was it. Like yeah. I could not believe when Troll Train, what did Troll Train get? Eighth, sixth, seventh, sixth. sixth. I when I said sixth place, and Troll Train comes out of the crowd to come on stage, I, there is no way we ever get sixth place to come to these. Well, these nah, Troll Train's like a normal human though. That, maybe that's a bad I know Joe Chain's cool, and his team always goes. But, uh, we all know. JGR but Hampshire, Hampshire would be a guy that wouldn't show. He was there, right? Right. That would be a, be, a more of a appropriate guy. Yeah. Uh, or what you were getting most of the time is entire teams just didn't show. I yeah. Mean, whoever was in the top ten in that team, but there was Sexton and Hampshire. You know, um, McElrath came. He was top ten. I, I just not seen that. And Team Fried was there in full effect. Team Fried dropped a trophy. I heard. <laughs> Yeah, Anderson was the only one to drop his trophy on stage, and then that led to Team Fried Chance. Right. Uh, I thought it was great. Right. I did say, as I ran down the top ten, as I called him on stage, I said, uh, fourth in points, finishing ahead of Zach Osborne. <laughs> Jason Anderson, everybody. Oh, he probably liked that. Yeah, he would have liked yeah, that. Yeah, Zach would love that, actually. Right, right, yeah. Um, well, I would have loved to have been I don't there, know. No, I couldn't I don't go. know what changed this year, but for some reason, all the teams are all in. Ken Roxon had an awesome speech. Um... He also grabbed the microphone from me and yelled for people like his own mechanic to be quiet in the back at the bar. Oh, yeah? They're making too much noise. He called out his own mechanic. Uh, wait, Oscar was at the bar? I'm shocked. I, I know. I'm shocked. Yes. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> I know. I was amazed. Kenny probably didn't even see him. He probably just knew it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If there's a bar, my mechanic is there. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody, fit, uh, no, nobody, were, yeah. nobody was a better fit for Chad Reed all those years <laughs> than Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. That guy is no worries. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so the attendance was good. I mean, not not too much goes on. 
Um, yeah. Well, I would love to have been there, but, but I couldn't, yeah. couldn't, couldn't, Sorry, I couldn't stagger over there. My hearing, clicked. my hearing was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, as I said, I'll give you 10 minutes and I'll give you Peyton on the bike. That was cool. Mitch yeah. is on there talking about the jetting. You know, I, I, I got all that from Nick before I couldn't speak to him anymore because I couldn't, yeah. couldn't hear him. I'll give you all that. I'll give you some of that. Ah, it's fun. Ah, okay, good. Stop it. At some point, just stop it. That's, that's my I whole point. I would be willing to accept, if we had to put a rule on it, I would give you that compromise. We can't have none of it. No. Fine. If no. you want to limit it, I will live with that. I'm okay with a burnout on a podium. You know, I'm yeah. okay with that. Someone made a joke that those are not allowed because the podiums are expensive and they ruins the floor of the podium. But um, I'm down with that. I'm down with a certain amount of revving. It just it does ruin the floor of the podium, but I think the real fear is uh, when you have a burnout going in front of, you know, however many fans jam up down there. Oh, oh, wait, people. wait, it's dangerous. What, what, what? I thought we we're just having fun. I thought we we're just celebrating. Again, I'll take the we've bled and sweat for this title, and we've worked on motorcycles our whole lives. Team doing it in their pit, as opposed to random spectators who bought tickets. I bled uh, and sweated. I, I bled and sweated and worked my whole life for a title too. Yeah, you should have celebrated it. We did, like normal humans, and just had some, some beers and some congratulations, and then Chad screwed me out of bonus money. Yeah, wasn't a good <laughs> enough party. I guess so. I yep. guess so. Yeah. Uh, all right, anything else? We're done for a while. We're going to do a pre-MXDN one, I think, coming up. Yeah. Uh, anything else? What, Jason Wygant on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. We're good. It's Tuesday. It's a 2 o'clock East Coast, but we got it done. We made it happen. I uh, just another memorable party at my house Saturday or Sunday night. That's what messed us up. Should have I should have fired up the bike and what you should have done is put it on speakerphone and just hit and I'll just hit record and then we'll have the JGR guys tell us some things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been trying to figure out a way to do a podcast or a show or on YouTube with my buddy Johnny O for nine years now. Right, and every time I realize. Nah, that wouldn't be good for anybody. No, it's not good for not good for Johnny. Not good for anybody. No, no, no. no. You, there are certain team guys. <laughs> just they'd be really fun, but they have a job to keep. And I'm not saying he's like a like a shit talker on his team. They're no. just they just have too much personality. Yes, yes. And they need to stay behind the scene. Yeah, so just and, like Oscar. We're not going to mic up Oscar while he's at the bar. No, no. And and and, right. and it's just one of those things where um, I think. You have the ability to step away and look around and realize the, the craziness of the sport and the things that go on. You know, you're not so wrapped into it where you like just think it's normal. You're a normal yep. human looking around, going, "Why? Why do people talk like this? Why do people treat people like this? What? what? You know, all this kind of stuff." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you don't. You oh, don't wanna, um, yeah. last thing, uh, Jesse Flock. Uh, I don't know anything about him, but he got 17th. You just want to throw that in? Yeah, I just looked. I wanted. I have Flock circled. On my notes. Oh. Uh, so I don't know anything about well, this he, kid, but good he job. wouldn't know because he was racing amateurs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up until now. Well, he was Tim Ferry's guy. He's Tim Ferry's guy. Oh. He has Red Dog Academy on his bike. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. So, I thought he was an Oklahoma guy. Uh, he is. Tulsa, it says. But yeah. somehow, uh, the Big One Five hit me up and was talking about this flock kid. All right. Yeah. Well, you got to get to the bottom of with Jaleek Swole, who I know he missed these last two with, the, I guess, the injury from Loretta's, but will Red Dog be at the races next year? I hope so. Can you, you get him in the out. booth? He wouldn't even remember. <laughs> He'd be terrible in the booth, wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd be just terrible in the booth. <laughs> He'd be John Dowd Arena Cross-ish. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Right? Dowdy, Dowdy, Dowdy just did it. I don't we, think he knew how he did it. He just did it. We love Dowdy, but he wasn't it wasn't his forte. No, I just remember trying to bench raise Dowd and being like, dude, you were the gnarliest guy as far as being in shape. Like, what the hell was your training? And he's like, I don't know. If I got tired, I just did more the next week. <laughs> great, great, great. Right. That was like the level of analysis. What about ride 125s, Dowdy? How was that? Uh, Yamaha just told me to. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You just got to shift them a lot. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. that was about it. Yeah, exactly. You just got to shift them a lot. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, I think Daddy would surprise himself. Like, I remember telling me stories. He's like, oh my God, I'm just passing Emig. I don't know. I don't know. I'm passing him. <laughs> I'm on a Boysen bike and I'm passing him, Jeff Emmett. Yes, exactly. He the didn't weird, know why. He just was doing weird, it. Weirdest thing ever, right? Yes. Uh, Timmy would be that equal. Timmy would be the same way. Like, just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just did it. Right. Uh, all right, everybody. So this is the last review show of the year. Thank you for listening. These always get really good downloads. People really enjoy the three of us, and some of that, sometimes Daniel Blair, uh, if one of us can't make it. And uh, we've had Zach go on, I think, as well in the past. So uh, thanks for the listens all year long. We're going to do an MXDN preview. We'll do some silly season stuff. We'll, we'll still around. The three of us will still stick around and do some pods here and there on the yep. uh, on the Fly Racing Race Rex podcast. Thanks, Weege. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? 
The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.